When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. A's cast streaming on iHeartRadio and broadcasting locally on Bloomberg 960, KNEW Oakland, and KOSF 103.7 FM HD2 San Francisco. Pitch to Chad, a fastball, and he strokes it dead center. On the run, Lagares at the wall and out of room. Chad Pinder picks the team up and carries them around on a three run homer. It's now time for the A's Clubhouse Show. The number is 833-625-2278, 833-625-2278. Welcome to the A's Clubhouse Show. Jessica Kleinschmidt here with Cody Elias. The A's fall to the Rangers 11-8, a fun bottom of the ninth, but we're going to check in with Ken Korak. Hi, Ken. Hey, Jess. How's it going? You know, I'm still trying to wrap my mind around what happened in the ninth inning, those back-to-back-to-back homers. Martin Gallegos tweeted out the first time that that's happened with Kemp, Pinder, and Murphy happened back April 15th, 2006, also against the Rangers. Mm-hmm. Eric Chavez, Frank Thomas, and Milton Bradley. Were you there? Yeah, I was there. We mentioned it on the broadcast in the ninth inning. And so, yeah, yeah, I called him. And uh, it was, it's just, it's an incredible thing to see when it happens. And, you know, the first thing I thought about were, were the fans, Jess, mm-hmm. because. You, you sit through a long game like this, and it was 11 to 1. I mean, things basically over, right, except the A's don't believe that. Right. And they score four in the eighth and three in the ninth. And I think for the fans, and, and it kind of rewarded for staying around and getting a thrill like that, even in a loss, it's still a pretty thrilling thing when you see back-to-back-to-back home runs. Yeah, and even just from how deep it was in the game, can you kind of talk about that? It looked like that inning along with the inning earlier in the game mirrored yesterday's sixth inning. These guys still have some, you know, the bats are heating up despite the result. There's some promising stuff happening at the plate. You're exactly right, and that's why I think this was important even in a loss because the A's had built some momentum offensively, um, an offense that, let's face it, uh, has been dormant or had been dormant for much of the first half. And so even in a loss, I think to keep that going, and guys, you know, you, you never want to lose a game, of course, but guys go home feeling pretty good about their contributions today. And, you know, you, you would hope that that can keep some of the momentum going that they've had offensively. Yeah, and, you know, I want to talk about Polly B. He was a little shaky um, from the start. You know, even an all-star will struggle from time to time, and he's always not necessarily the best at home. Is this a scenario of Polly B slipping, or are we? Can we credit the how the Rangers actually handled him? You know, I don't know. I, it's a great question, Jess, because you look back at his last start, his his start before the All Star break, and the Rangers got him for five runs in the first inning. We were asked about that and maybe some of his struggles because he hasn't been quite as sharp as he was early in the year. But then you look back on that that start, even though he gave up five in the first. He finished the, the game by retiring 16 of the last 17 batters he faced. So he, he looked as good as I've, I've seen him look in the last five innings of that game against the Rangers. So, you know, I don't know. I, you know, we'll talk to Scott Emerson, of course, coming up on the pregame show on, on uh, Tuesday. And I'm sure he'll have, have some insights. But 
you know, for whatever reason, the last couple of days, the Rangers, last couple of games, the Rangers um, have had Paul's number, especially early in those games. Yeah, if you're, if you're a major pitcher like that, they're probably going to be watching you a little bit extra harder, and I think we'll be hearing from Paul E.B. later. Yeah, now, and you, you probably would go watch some video, right? Maybe yeah. there's something you can pick up, or maybe, I don't, I'm not saying that he is, maybe you're tipping your pitch, or something's going on, maybe you can, you can go back and dissect it, and it might just be a little thing. Absolutely. And you, something I've always been kind of interested in is these elements. And, you know, Sheldon Noisy dealt with those. The sun was in his eyes. And it's definitely something we've seen over the years from players. I remember talking to Mark Canna about it before. The Coliseum sun seems to be a little bit more of a bugaboo. Is that kind of a pattern you've noticed between here? Yeah. And I feel like it's the same case over there in San Francisco as well. Mark Kotze the other day said the Coliseum sun is the toughest sun in baseball. Mm -hmm. So there's your answer. <laughs> Yeah. And he played for a million he played for a bunch of teams for whatever reason, and we've seen it, and it strikes often. It struck the other day in the, the doubleheader when Condelario couldn't find that ball that Seth Brown hit that went for a sun double. So it can be really tough. It takes a, a certain technique to be able to deal with it. Yeah, and I want to talk about the guy on the other side of the ball, Martin Perez. You know, six strikeouts, seven innings. The guy has a great story. I'm hoping I'm as successful at that age. What's something that you've loved about him? We've kind of we watched him over the years, and of course this this season, particularly, and an All Star selection himself. What have you liked from him? Well, he's battled back from some pretty significant injuries, especially too. Jess, you always respect the resiliency of a pitcher like that. I like that he works fast and he throws strikes, and he's a lot better pitcher now than he ever was, and he made his debut with the Rangers 10 years ago. A guy who gets a lot of ground balls, I think, can really be effective, and, and he is. He's having a great year, and he's entering into free agency again, and he's been a free agent, and that's be the, what, the fourth time that he's actually gone into free agency. So um, trading deadline's coming up, too. You never know. There might be some intrigue surrounding Martin Perez over the next, you know, a couple of weeks. Uh, Ken, I got one for you. Paul Blackburn, we know, struggled tenor and runs in his four and a third, but the bullpen came in. David McKay making his debut, 50th ace player to make his uh, to play, appear in a game this year. Austin Pruitt, four and two thirds, one earned run. The bullpen this year, this month, 72 and two thirds innings pitched, a 2.97 ERA. You got to applaud the effort by the bullpen this month and after uh, Paulie's uh, rough outing. Right, and the other thing, too, that's important, Commander, as you know, is that when you're trailing, you want the guys, you can't use your plus guys every game. You can't bring Maul and Puck and Jackson and, you know, those guys, Trevino or Jimenez when he's healthy, into every game. So the guys that aren't quite at that level, the guys that you use when you're ahead, you need to hold the opposition at bay when they come in. You have to use your entire bullpen. Even though this was a blowout game until the end, those two guys, as you said, Commander, kept the A's in the game, and that's really important. Or at least, right. at least, at least they held the Rangers at bay. They didn't keep, they didn't keep the, the A's in the game, but uh, they held them at bay. Definitely. Do you have any plan? You have a whole afternoon, Ken. Do you have anything cool going on? I'm gonna, yeah. Well, I don't. It's a good question. I have some errands to run. I love errands. Then, I love errands. Yeah. No, I got some. Got to take advantage of a of a couple hours here. And then. <laughs> Find a good place to have a nice meal on a Sunday night. How about that, Jess? <laughs> yeah, sometimes you get free time and you don't know what to do with it. Thanks, Ken. Exactly. We'll, <laughs> we'll talk to you tomorrow. Hey, thanks, you guys. All right, stay tuned, guys. The A's Clubhouse Show continues after this. Like sports, business is about winning. 
championship decisions are business decisions based on what it takes to help your company win. And that's why there's UBO Business Services, specializing in helping you win every day by streamlining workflows, managing documents, and providing the best-in-class office technology. Make your championship decision with UBO Business Services. Visit them at ubeo.com. That's ubeo.com. When Northern California businesses need some pop in their lineup, they call the bank rooted in the East Bay, Mechanics Bank. Since 1905, Mechanics Bank has been helping Bay Area and Northern California businesses find success and perform at the top of their game. See how they can make a difference in your business today. Call or stop by your local branch or visit MechanicsBank.com. Mechanics Bank, the official East Bay Bank of the Oakland A's. Member FDIC and equal housing lender. This is A's Clubhouse. Welcome back to the A's Clubhouse show. Jessica Kleinschmidt here, joined by the commander, Cody Elias. Hi, Cody. Can I brag about something real quick? Yeah, sure. Ken Korak said I asked a great question. Yeah, that's um, when you get a great question, that means it's usually a pretty good question. I, you know who uses that line a lot? John Morosi from MLB Network always goes, oh. well, that's a great question. Oh, gosh. He, you, they're, literally him and Korak have a special place in heaven. They're just two of these wonderful human beings. I want to go over this offensive stuff, and that this was we saw the back-to-back homers, and we're going to go over that in a second. But earlier in the game, there was a pretty intense inning as well. Like guys were making some dents at the plate, and it was eleven to one at one point, and the guys kind of came through. And just like what Ken said, there's some discipline there. I talked to Mark Kotze about that recently. The guys weren't only not striking out as much, but they're not. They're walking a little bit more, having some patience at the plate, especially a roster chock full of young players but what were your thoughts on the offensive game leading up to those back-to-back-to-back homers well it was a it was a sluggish game leading into the eighth inning then you got sky bolt who's who was pinch hitting or playing for ramon in center single sean murphy gets his 23rd double of the season uh i have the numbers broken down on what he's done so far this month uh he has seven doubles in july he has three home runs he's hitting 362 so he stays hot walked twice in the game as well so he gets on with a double. Then Pinder with a double scores Bolt and Murphy to make it 11-3. Tony Kemp pitch hits. He grounds out. Pinder goes to third. And then Piscotti launches a three-run homer to left center to make it 11-5 in the eighth inning. And you're sitting here thinking, okay, they're fighting back. They're battling. Austin Pruitt and, and David McKay kept them in the game. And then here comes the ninth inning. And you have the back-to-back-to-back home runs. Sean Murphy, Chad Pinder, and, and – um, why am I looking? Oh, Kemp. Um, Tony Kemp. Yeah, because I still had Elvis, and I wrote it in Sharpie. Yeah, so Tony Kemp is the last the first time since 06. Mm-hmm. When you hear in the same company as Frank Thomas, Eric Chavez, and uh, Milton Bradley, uh, I don't know Milton Bradley, but the other two, that's a pretty good company to be in. So I was impressed with the way the A's offense showed up the last couple innings to make the game a lot closer than it really was for the first seven innings. Well, and I love these situations because I'm a sucker for somebody who comes off the bench and comes through clutch. And Tony Kemp, you know, he's always been really good at that. I've talked to him for the for years about it. Is it a skill that we're talking about? And I'm, I'm thinking about Tony Kemp, but Pinder's been in that situation before. Vimeo Machine today did it, came out of the ben- off the bench and, and came through clutch. And when you have a bunch of guys like, like they do, defensively, you know, you don't know where – vote is going to be we talked about that in the pregame show we have no idea what the lineup's going to look like every single day and as far as these guys go nick allen one minute's playing second then short um chad pinder can literally play everywhere so it's good to see that is that a skill that you think is is imperative to a lot of guys success because i feel like we're this in 2022 we've seen it so much we see these guys 
moving and shifting around so much. Do you think if they end up going elsewhere, that's going to be imperative to their future success? Yeah, I think I think the ability to be able to pinch hit is is a huge um, a huge key. I think Greg Dobbs was a great pinch hitter for the Marlins and Phillies forever. Um, Mike Brasso for the Brewers. I think I think Dominic Catronio, Vince's son, had the tweet. He's seven for eleven this year as a pinch hitter. Seven for eleven. That's mm. great for a Brewers team that's lacking some offense right now. So for the A's to have guys come off the bench that are doing what they're doing, Tony Kemp, VMIO Machine, uh, Sky Bolt, uh, uh, Stephen Vogt. Uh, we saw what he did against Houston last weekend. I think that's a huge key to know that these guys can get ready at any moment and be ready to go And for an offense that you're looking for consistency in. The lineup changes all the time. Nick Allen will hit leadoff one day, then he'll hit ninth the next day. So, and I understand the strategy behind it, but having guys come up to bench and be ready to go, it's a huge key for a young team and a young manager like Mark Hatze. Yeah, and I remember Kemp pulled me aside. He's like, Thank you for understanding the game because for me, though, I'm an overthinker with everything. And if I'm not thinking too much, I'm usually more successful. And sometimes that's the case, too. And you take all the mentality out of it. Think about Hatterberg and Hatterberg being approached by the manager saying, hey, you're going in for Burnsy. You don't have time to think. you got to go up there and be clutch. And then, of course, that turned into the the beautiful money ball moment. But did you know that that was Burnsy who was replaced? Yeah, because uh, I remember he said, I mean, I read the book, but in the movie, of course, because I believe everything in the Moneyball movie where they didn't Townie talk about. didn't even know that. Yeah, where they didn't talk about, you know, Barry Zito winning the Cy Young or mm-hmm. Tahada winning the MVP. But you hear Art Howe played by uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Um, R.I.P. R.I.P., yeah, the late Philip Seymour Hoffman, where he goes, uh, Hatterberg, grab a bat, you're hitting for Burnsy. Yeah. And then he comes in and facing Jason Grimsley and hits the, probably in my lifetime, uh, what, in the last 22 years, because it's or 20 years that we're celebrating that team later this summer, biggest home run in Ace history, and it was a pinch-in home run. And we will see those guys soon. Um, yeah, we August, have a, late August. Late August, we have the 2002 reunion coming up. 20 years. Let's see, 20 years ago, I was 13. Yeah, and even when Martin Gallegos tweeted out 2006, I was like, I was graduating high school. Yeah, that was the years. Yeah, we were the same age, so we went Wearing graduated my Hollister, high school. Sh- my Hollister tanks and my Abercrombie. I would I would use Hollister tops and Abercrombie bottoms. I think that's actually not American Eagle fashion faux pas. Eventually, I did American Eagle because I, could, I couldn't afford Abercrombie. That, that 06 team, by the way, that's that was Frank Thomas's big year with the A's when he came over. You, you and Vince are talking in the third inning about, about the Matt, Matt Carpenter. Carpenter. Yeah, that was Frank Thomas's first year at the A's, where he was unbelievable for the A's coming over from the South Side in Chicago with the White Sox and kind of had that falling out. He comes here and he revitalizes his career, and then he moves on to the Blue Jays. And then he comes back, I believe, at the end to play with the A's. He wasn't the same player. Yeah. I heard Ken mention on the broadcast. But what he did for the A's in 06 was incredible, and they tried to replicate that with Piazza and Nomar. Nomar. Giambi coming back and Godzilla, Hideki Matsui. Oh, yeah. So having those guys like a Matt Carpenter yeah. uh, is a huge key. And that's what could – I hate to bring it up, but that could be something that happens for a team that wants to look for one of the guys that's on the A's currently. That's yeah. a guy comes off the bench or a guy who can play anywhere like a Chad Pinder or a Tony Camp. Uh, I think that's that's going to be great for a team if looking if you want to look through the trade deadline and what's going to happen after for the team after August second. I, w- I will say it's definitely a postseason thing that people are, that teams are probably paying attention to. Uh, and but let's go back to Matt Carpenter. He's been working out barefoot. We, we saw that. I talked to Luis or Luis uh, Lou Trevino about that. Your boy Lou. And PSAC legend as well. Yes. For no one who knows, that's Pennsylvania State Athletic Conference. Gosh, here we go. Anyways, I talked to him about it because I would see him running, you know, doing foul poles barefoot. And I asked, I thought it would be like a chill thing. And he's like, no, I like to feel the earth beneath my feet. When I tweeted it out yesterday, like I've I've heard about this, because it's not just him and Carpenter doing it. I see a lot of opposing pitchers. I think I even saw Pauly B doing it recently. They want to feel like 
the earth beneath their feet. They want to feel like what Zach Loke said recently, you got to be where your feet are. And so it's more psychological than anything, and that's kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, when I saw Lou do that earlier this year, I, I he might have done it last year too, and I might have saw it, but I noticed it a lot more this year because like, I'm here before a lot of people get here. Um, so I see him out here like, you know, way before bat BP and the pitcher starts stretching, and he's out there running by himself with no shoes on. I always thought it was – a little interesting, but I never got a chance to ask him about it, so I'm glad you, you have because I usually ask him about stuff, um, um, pitching stuff or what, what uh, his college is going to do versus mine in the big game. But uh, I'm glad that you see guys doing this. It's the, it's the quirks like that that make some of these players special, and um, whatever Matt Carpenter's doing is working for him with the Yankees because uh, he's having a great year. Yeah, and the mustache doesn't hurt. Um, I wanted to ask you about Dermis Garcia. Now, he – he sticks out like a sore thumb right now because he does have an above 300 average on the scoreboard. How many plate appearances would it take for you to think it's not a fluke? So in you know five games, 13 plate appearances, he's batting 385. Um, multiple hits there. He's getting on base and everything like that. And we, we talked to um, – he had a, a run today, struck out once, walked twice. But we talked to Kotze about it earlier, and he's still trying to feel him out too. But I like the, the fact that he's going to be – I like him at first base a lot. It takes a little bit of pressure off of everybody else. I do like that Seth Brown's been doing really well there as well. How long until we say this is no longer a small sample size? Um, I mean, it's still small right now, but he is 24 years old, and that's a great thing to see that uh, your first baseman you're trying out is 24 years old. It's not a guy you're trotting out. Big dude also. Yeah, that's not, it's not 28, 29, 6'3", 200 pounds. Um, he has some power. It's not what, it, what you would think it was, where, how he's doing in Vegas. Um, playing in the uh, PCL, the AAA West, whatever we call it now, um, where everyone hits home runs. I, I keep running them out there. I mean, for a year of discovery, as Townie and I have coined earlier this year, when you're trying to find guys for the future, why not give him more chances at first base? It's nothing against Steven Vogt uh, or any of the, the older players. I mean, Seth Brown can fill that role just as well. But let's see what Garcia can do. You can put Seth Brown in the outfield. Seth Brown can DH. He can play multiple positions in the outfield. So, like RC, you keep going. I know it's small sample size theater, but you gotta you gotta look at that as a positive for what he's done so far since he's been up here. I do like the idea of Seth Brown DHing. Is he's hitting the ball very hard? Um, we're gonna take a break, but when the clubhouse, the A's clubhouse show returns, Cody and I are gonna talk about everything from the game today to Hall of Fame. Mr. Poppy, David Ortiz spoke today. We have Mark Kotze. We're going to take your phone calls as well, so hang tight. The Coliseum has gone by many names, but none better than the Last Dive Bar. Hi, everyone. Ken Korak here, and my friends at Last Dive Bar are helping us celebrate our longtime home. Last Dive Bar has the most unique merchandise for all Oakland baseball fans. T-shirts, sweatshirts, the Ray Fossey line, and my personal favorite, the lights have taken full effect. Visit their website at lastdivebar.com or follow them on social media at Last Dive Bar. All proceeds are invested back into the A's Community Fund and their affiliated charities. Go to lastdivebar.com. That's lastdivebar.com. Which NorCal drivers are having the most fun right now? Ask anyone who owns a Honda. This car is actually both reliable and safe and a lot of fun. My Honda is a beast. My Honda is delicious. Honda has the happiest drivers in America and is the most fun to drive, period. New Hondas are arriving daily. See your NorCal Honda dealer today. Happiest drivers based on 2021 ACSI survey of customers rating the performance of their own automobiles. Visit NorCalHondaDealers.com. If this were a Reese's TV ad, you'd be staring at a Reese's peanut butter cup. And sure, my voice is peanut buttery smooth, but still, you need to see the peanut butter cups, right? 
No? I can really just say Reese's and you'll go get some? <laughs> okay. Reese's. 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 Really working, actually. Reese's. Reese's. This, I'm on to something. Reese's. 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 August 6th is International Trading Card Day and Tops wants to celebrate with you. Visit your participating local hobby shop where you will receive a free pack of cards plus a special card if you purchase $10 or more of Tops products while supplies last. Post your packs on social media using the hashtag TOPSITCD and follow along with at Tops. Visit Tops.com for more information. Here's a drive by Murphy to left, way back, and Calhoun will watch it fly. 11 to 6. You talk about a guy locked in is Sean Murphy right now. 110.6 miles an hour off the bat. That's his 11th. A 3-1 pitch from Martin. And Sean, two walks, a double, and a home run today. Here's the 1 0 pitch on the way. And it's swung on by Pinder. Way back to left. Calhoun turns, and the A's go back to back. Right over the 362 mark. 11 7 Rangers. Pinder's eighth. They're rewarding the fans who have stayed around on this Sunday afternoon. Here's the stretch. Martin ready throws and it's swung and hit to right field deep in the corner and that's going to be gone and it's back to back to back. I feel the earth Do you believe that? First Murphy, then Pinder, and now Tony Kemp hooks one inside the foul pole down the right field line. It draws the A's within three, 11 8 Texas. And for the fans that stayed around a long Sunday when at one point the A's were trailing 11 to 1, it's been worth it for them to see this, even if the A's don't come back and pull the miracle today. Third this year for Kemp. And reminiscent of the one that he hit in that spot against the Yankees a year ago. April 15th, 2006. You're listening to the A's Clubhouse Show. Cody Elias and Jessica Kleinschmidt here on A's Cast and the A's Radio Network, the A's Clubhouse Show. The phone number to call in, 833-625-2278. You heard Ken mention there. Uh, that was the first time since April 15th, 2006, Jess and I were both in high school as seniors when oh. Eric Chavez, Frank Thomas, and Milton Bradley went back to back to back, also against the Texas Rangers. And Ken mentioned the Tony Kemp home run reminiscent to what he did last year against the Yankees. I believe that was on Sunday night baseball mm -hmm. in late August when he hit that home run. In the eighth inning, I want to say it was, I was at the game hanging out with the, all of our, our tremendous fans out in right field. Rightfield Will, Rightfield James, everyone hangs out there. I was out there talking with them, and I remember Kemp hit that home run. Uh, it was awesome, just like it was today. I know they lost 11-8, but seeing the back-to-back-to-back -to -back -to -back home runs, it was exciting. The last two innings were very exciting for a very young team. We know what they are in the standings. 
although they're not the worst team in baseball. That belongs to the Nationals. Mm -hmm. It's exciting to see them fighting to the end. That's something they've been doing all year long under Marcasse. What Ken said was pure poetry. It was a gift for the fans for sticking around when the game at one point was 11-1. to 1. Yeah. That's a very wonderful gift to give back to your fans. Um, and, you know, we were looking for a sweep. That, of course, didn't happen. And I was really impressed with what they, they did the bats. But, you know, all, all said and done, they what can you do? Yeah. Um, let, before we get to Coach in Los Alamos, let's talk about Pauly Blackburn. Or, you know what? Let's just talk about Paul Blackburn. No Pauly Winday, no Pauly B. Whoa, he is still Pauly B. He is. He always will be. But he has uh, – he has struggled a little bit um, so far this year. Now, after today, four and a third, uh, ten earned runs, ten hits allowed, two walks, two hit by pitch, two hit batters, sorry, and five strikeouts. He did get 13 swings and misses. That's not bad. Mm-hmm. 85 pitches, 48 for strikes. So far this year at home, one and five. This is after today. I did all the math. One and five with an 8-3-1 ERA, 35 strikeouts, and nine home runs allowed. He's now 4-9 in his career at home here at the Coliseum. Versus Texas this year alone, 10 and a third innings pitch, a 13.06 ERA in two starts. Mm. He's one and five versus the uh, in nine, one and five in nine starts versus the AL West this year. He has struggled a lot, and you don't something you don't want to see coming from uh, back from the All Star game where he pits well in his inning of work in the fourth inning. He struggled versus Texas before the All Star break, and his last six starts is are 0 and four. He's 0 and four, 30 and two thirds innings, a 9.10 ERA, 39 hits allowed, and eight homers allowed. I want to know what's – I mean, Ken mentioned you and Cameron talking. Maybe is he tipping pitches. you got to watch that. Uh, he's just been getting hit hard his last six or seven starts, and it's – you hope he figures it out because his ERA ballooned from, like, 3.62 coming into the game to, like, 4 – I think it's 4.35 now. Yeah, and, we, we, and like you said, we did discuss it, and we, we aren't even sure if it was 100% Pauly B. Do we need to tip our caps to the Rangers? Absolutely. The Rangers did hit the ball well right out of the gate. But if you saw the way that they hit it so quickly, they did their homework on Pauly B. I know we actually have the post-game interview of Polly B um, in the clubhouse. Let's take a listen to that. Yeah, um, <clears throat> the first couple innings I felt like I was just too quick, and then I tried to slow down, and then I felt like I was too slow, and then tried finding a happy medium to uh, get in the rhythm out there, and it, it just didn't happen. Um, yeah, it just, just didn't happen. When you say it's the first time, you know, it's just not like I felt like I was just lift my leg and go really fast down the mount. Um, the first couple innings, uh, you know, I don't know if it was just an adrenaline um, or what, what it may be, um, but, you know, that's, I just felt like I was just falling down the mound um, too, too quick those first two innings. You know, Bo and I talked about it after that second inning, um, and then I, you know, tried to make the adjustment, you know, with the third and fourth inning, and it, it, it didn't, it just didn't happen. So. Um, is that something that you kind of go back maybe in between starts and maybe on film? Or, or kind of yeah. Yeah, you know, I've, <clears throat> I feel like I've, I've been kind of out of whack, you know, the last like two to three weeks. Uh, you know, and I've been, been doing things to 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 try and kind of get back on that on that path. Um, 
you know, it's frustrating going out there, you know, feeling like, feeling good with the work you put in, you know, those four days when you go out there and then the results are what they are. Uh, you know, it's, it's very frustrating. Could you benefit at all from maybe skipping a start? You've got, you guys have some off days, depending on what Mark would have a little bit of an absence maybe benefit you? No. Um, you know, as a, as a starting pitcher, you you know you you sign yourself up for 32, 33, 34 starts a year. Um, you know, I know, you know this is this is the first time I've I've gotten up to as many starts as I have at this level. Um, you know, it's different, but you know I have to figure it out. It's not an excuse for anything. Um, you know, that's that's me needing to needing to figure out the course of a big league season and you know go through those ups and downs and and figure out how to get myself back on track when things are going bad. Yeah, um, yeah, you know, Thursday I, I threw a bullpen, uh, you know, day off bullpen after after pitching on Tuesday. That's, that's normal, normal stuff for us. Um, you know, two days off and pitch today. I felt, you know, my, my body feels good. You know, I feel, I feel good. I feel strong. I, you know, I felt like my my stuff wasn't. My stuff wasn't bad. It was just, I mean, location was just terrible today. Um, you know, I left way too many balls in the middle of the plate for them to hit. And, you know, I was falling behind guys. Just, just wasn't, just wasn't a good day all around. Is this a series victory still in Texas? How do you feel just this month? Really, you guys been performing in Texas? Yeah, no, um, no. It's a, any series is a good series win. Um, you know, even those those last three innings for offense. You know, they they didn't roll over. They they sat there and swung about well, and they you know they competed you know, all the way throughout the at bats. Um, you know, it's it's a just a, you know for me it's it's a bad bad taste in my mouth when I see our offense kind of do that, and you know I put them in a massive hole to start the game. Um, you know, but you know from from the last five games we've played. Uh, you know, we've, we've been playing playing good ball. Um, you know, we've been swinging it well, pitching it well, um, aside from me today. So I need to get better in that aspect and, you know, move forward. So he's taking responsibility for it, and he's always been that way. He's very selfless, which I really appreciate. Sounds like he got in his head a little bit, um, went too fast, then too slow, tried to adjust. And I feel like when you try too hard to make some adjustments and you're adjusting on the successes that got you there in the first place, I could imagine it's like a, like you're drowning and then water keeps getting poured into whatever you're drowning in. And that's kind of what it sounded like. And this is a guy whose success was banked off of the fact that he wasn't thinking too much. He would just go out there, do his job, try his so hard to just concentrate on what's going out there, filtering out all the outside noise. So despite taking responsibilities, I think he just got in his head a little bit, and that can really be deadly, some pitchers. Yeah, I, I agree, and he has several days. Um, I think but the, there's an off day Thursday, so he'll pitch, in the south, pitch on the south side in Chicago on probably Saturday or Sunday. I would most likely guess Saturday because that'll be six days from now, so it would make sense against the White Sox team. It's, Struggling a little bit, so maybe Paul can get back on track because he does pitch a lot better on the road than he mm -hmm. does at home. But we got some people on the line. Let's get to Coach in Los Alamos. Coach, how you doing? Hey, I'm doing great. How are you guys doing? Good. Enjoying your show. I enjoy Townie's show, too. I'm enjoying your show. You guys have done, done is, great work these last few days. We appreciate it. Thank you. This um, is our show now, not Chris's. <laughs> <laughs> Elias okay. gets a little territorial. 
<laughs> I was going to talk catching. I just want to throw my two cents in first on Polly, which is so contrary to the way people think these days that A's wouldn't even consider it. But really the problem with him right now, he's not pitching enough. You know, he threw one inning on Tuesday, and I forget when he pitched before then. It might have been Friday. And he's a control pitcher. You know, when he's pitching well, he's if you watch the, you know, the strike zone, he's hitting the corner. You know, and today, you know, he had the the O2 pitch, and he hit Seager, and next thing they get three runs out of it, and he hit Calhoun. He's not pitching enough. Control pitchers have to pitch more. Um, don't see that changing anytime soon. But you know, that's basically what's happening. He's not like a power pitcher who needs a, you know an extra day off. So that's my two cents on that. But um, I wanted to talk catching. This this guy uh, Murphy, he is a premier catcher. Uh, you know, he's such a good fielder. And but everyone's pitching around him. You know, th- this homestand. I mean, you could. It's so obvious we can see it here when when they're at home. I mean. Detroit just pitched around him, you know, until they got two guys on and they had to throw him a pitch and he hit it forever. And then, the, you know, these guys, uh, Texas, they just pitched around him all the time. So you either have to kind of reach to the outside corner and try to pull something or maybe hit an outside corner or, the, you know, 3-1, they threw it right down the middle and he hit it forever. And I, So my thought, what do you guys think they're going to do with him? They, they they need a couple more bats. They are not. They Murphy. are not. I highly, highly doubt they're going to trade away Sean Murphy at the trade deadline. Um, if unless there's an overwhelming deal for him, that's just not going to happen. Um, and I think the front office is quite in love with him for those reasons. Like maybe if if some obviously these things can change if something came along. But I agree with you. I think his batting is finally evening out what he can do behind the plate. Hey. So, so yeah, so the, for so at the ba- um, behind the plate, he's the, one of the best, if not the best, game planner in the game, and he's able to balance that out finally with this. Not only his power, his power has always been there, but he's his average is getting up there. He's having a hot girl July and dominating at the plate and behind it. So he's finally evening out, becoming the player that the team needs right now. And if he's you know dominating behind the dish, he can actually take a break from catching and just be in that DH spot, which having that and then having vote behind the plate who comes through clutch every now and then having another veteran presence who's can be leaned on as a managerial role in certain aspects has been great too. But unless it's a crazy overwhelming deal, I highly doubt Sean Murphy will be traded at the deadline. Well, they, they, um, he is so good. And I, I really think he's going to be a lot better, you know, um, Oh, he's a star. Particularly for sure. with that. Yeah. Yeah. But they, they just can't be running only him and Ramon out there as, you know, threats against good pitchers, you know, and Seth Brown coming on, but if it's a good pitcher on the other team, they just pitch around Murph and we don't really do much. I, I do see Cleveland as a potential, uh, partner because they, they can, they have a, great system they could offer four guys that are really good and he'd go to cleveland and be all world back there but i I do hope they keep them um and then as far as uh, long term i was surprised to hear uh bip roberts say uh he talked to some scouts and they said this guy uh susak is going to be better than lankelier's ed murphy oh my goodness gracious how good how good is this guy what what is 
what have you guys heard as, as far as that? I mean, if you be better than Sean Murphy, you're, you're pretty darn good. Yeah, Coach, if you look at the A system, uh, the top two prospects are catchers, and then when Daniel Susak comes in, he'll probably be in the top five for sure. So three of your top prospects are catchers, and you have Sean Murphy, who is one of the best defensive catchers, and he's, his bat's starting to come around more and more, and he's not a free agent until 2026. So you still have plenty – you have four more years of him, and he's 27. So when he could enter free agency, he's going to be in his early 30s, and we know how contracts work for players going into their early 30s anymore. And you mentioned the Guardians. Yeah, they could be a good fit. They have some good prospects in Daniel Espino and George Valera. And they also – I mean, Stephen Kwan would be great, but the, the Guardians will never give him up. The Fremont kid, uh, Washington High, great contact hitter, doesn't strike out. He'd be great for the A's outfield, but they're not going to give him up. I see what you're saying about getting got prospects. It's not going to be something like a Juan Soto trade where they want four or five top players back. I mean, you could. You can try to get that back, but I don't see a situation where Sean Murphy gets dealt. And, you met, and Paul Blackburn, he pitched – Last week in Texas, he gave up the five runs in the first inning, and then he went five scoreless after that. So I kind of agree with you. I think he could pitch more. Uh, I mean, this is his most innings he's ever pitched in the major leagues, and I think it's the fourth most he's ever pitched in his, in his pro career. So we're going to see him you know, get closer to 150 innings this year. It's about a matter about baseball is a game of adjustments, and we'll see if he's able to figure it out going into his next start against the White Sox. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, guys. Thank you very much, and, uh, yeah, I'm enjoying your work. You're doing a great job, both of you. Thank you. Thank you for calling in. We appreciate it. All right, we're going to take a 10-second break and pause for station identification. A's Cast, streaming on iHeartRadio and broadcasting locally on Bloomberg 960, KNEW Oakland, and KOSF 103.7 FM HD2 San Francisco. We got another caller on the line. It'd be let's get to Jeff in Mendocino. Jeff, uh, how are you doing today? How's your Sunday? Well, hey, I really enjoyed uh, the game today. Although the, the A's, you know, didn't quite win. Uh, to pick up on what I mentioned last night, the aspect of uh, if you if you're not striking veins, go for the Nuggets and that unanticipated home run derby there at the end of the game. That was just really cool. That was definitely a nugget. The triumvirate of batters back-to-back-to-back backed up uh, the the thought of, you know, there's a lot of good things happening. It's a matter of putting them all together in that jigsaw puzzle concept that makes a a game uh, where it all comes together and you get the full picture of a win. I do want to mention before I go on, uh, there's a guy named Mark Canna uh, talking uh, mic'd up on uh, ESPN Mets versus uh, San Diego and kind of cool to hear him uh in his new place um talking on uh, national tv well he was um, mic'd up on I national tv with the, A's. The, the former A's. what's that he was mic'd up on national television with the a's i'm sorry i'm mic'd up on national television with the the, with Mets, the a's but it's, it's cool well, to... right but he was before with the a's oh but i mean right now he was just on right now that's that was yeah. my point mm-hmm. as, as we were speaking the, the innings ended so he's done for the day i always you know follow the players that have been on the A's when they move on, but uh, uh, at least a lot to keep track of. (laughs) Oh yeah. Because, you know, I mean, they've been through the A's system and the A's generate a lot of great players, uh, whether they stay or they move on. I I mean, you know, Cespedes, we could go on, (laughs) but the the whole thing with uh, um, the the aspect of that uh, triumvirate of home runs, that was really fun to hear. 
and it shows that the, there's always going to be something that happens. That's what I mean by notoriously the A's. If they don't win the game, they certainly were threatening to. They're only three runs away from uh, catching them today, and then maybe you know, extra innings or whatever might have happened. So I look forward to a lot more good stuff coming from the A's this year, and I really hope that happens. Also concerning the Hall of Fame today, um, there was a lot of very interesting people that uh, got put in the Hall of Fame, and so not not only does the Coliseum have cats, but so does the Hall of Fame. They have Jim Cats in there now. So <laughs> I thought that was cool, too, because when I was a kid, I used to watch a lot of the gentlemen that made it in today. And then there was a, a guy from the old Negro Leagues that got in there, too, that somehow got missed when 17 of them went in a few years ago. Um, I believe his name was Buck O'Neill. Buck O'Neill, yeah. Wrong. Yeah, Buck yeah. O'Neill. And uh, if maybe um, I'm going to go as, in a moment here, but if maybe if you guys could expand a little bit on the Hall of Fame aspects at some point in the rest of your broadcast, I think it would be really cool. I mean, that's, you know, the biggest day for players to look forward to when their careers have come to a conclusion. And there's so many great players that probably should be in there. I wish they could expand it some more and more people could get in there. But, you know, couldn't fit everyone in there. They ought to put a couple of sphere-shaped buildings behind the original building and and add on a lot of great players that it would be fun to read their history also. Yeah, I agree with you, Jeff, and thanks for the phone call. well, Jess and I are going to actually talk about the Hall of Fame because um, I wanted to ask her if she's ever been there because I've been there, but I wanted to get into that. But if you want to call into us, the number is 833-625-2278. And, he, and Jeff mentioned there's one player in the Hall of Fame. I'll just throw this out there before we go to break. One guy that I think that should be in the Hall of Fame is Tommy John. Tommy John should be in the Hall of Fame for what he's done. 288 career wins, 188 no decisions. So if you just give him half of that, he's well over 350 wins. For a guy that should be in the Hall of Fame, he has the most famous arm shoulder, <laughs> most famous arm injury uh, surgery named after him. It's probably the most famous surgery in sports, mm-hmm. and he's not in the Hall of Fame. I, and Jim Cott mentioned that today uh, in in his speech, so I wanted to make sure we brought that up. But um, the number is eight three three six two five two two seven eight. You'll hear from Mark Cott saying more as Ace Clubhouse rolls on. Some things just go together: peanut butter and jelly cookies and milk, Oakland and Kaiser Permanente. If that last one caught you off guard, it shouldn't, because Kaiser Permanente has been helping keep Oakland healthy since our very beginning. And as the official healthcare partner of the Oakland A's, that won't be changing anytime soon. Whatever you may need, you can trust Kaiser Permanente to help keep you feeling your best. Kaiser Permanente, thrive. Visit kp.org today. Now batting, Xfinity Internet. It's made to do anything, so you can do anything. Supercharge your home with incredibly fast and powerful supersonic Wi-Fi. With three times more bandwidth, it covers all the bases and then some. And strike out billions of threats with advanced security that helps keep you safe at home and on the go. If you're keeping score, that's internet that does it all. That's unbeatable internet from Xfinity, proud partner of the Oakland Athletics. Restrictions apply, not available in all areas. Your loan personalized. Whether you're planning your next vacation, backyard landscaping, or even consolidating debt, 
First United Credit Union can help you check off your to-do list with rates as low as 5.9% APR. Apply online or at any of their East Bay branches. Visit firstunitedcu.org forward slash athletics for details. Insured by NCUA. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. In the wee hours of the night, when everyone else is fast asleep, you're the one on third shift, burning the midnight oil. When a part fails and everything comes to a grinding halt, regardless of what the clock on the wall says, you leap into action. Granger is with you and all the ones who get it done. With 24-7 customer support by phone or click to chat. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hinder, it's a deep drive to left. Ruff is going back at the track, turning around at the wall. He'll turn and watch it fly. You're listening to A's Cast. And it's hit high and deep to right. Back is Meadows to the track in the shadows. Looks up and it is gone. A majestic drive from Seth Brown with two outs against Michael Fulmer. He scores Jed Lowry and the A's are back ahead five to three. This is the A's Clubhouse Show. Welcome back to the A's Clubhouse Show. Jessica Kleinschmidt here with Cody Elias. The A's fall to the Rangers 11-8 to despite a fun bottom of the ninth. We're going to take it to A's manager Mark Kotze and see what he had to say during pre-game availab- or post-game availability. Um, what did you see uh, kind of going on with Paul today? Obviously, um, from the start, they kind of got on him, it seemed like. Yeah, I haven't had a chance to really talk to Paul, but I think, uh, you know, what I saw is he's fighting himself a little bit with his mechanics. Um, uncharacteristic of him, you know, to pull the baseball. I think he was pulling the, you know, the breaking ball, obviously, the two-hit batters. Um, you know, the changeup uh, was, you know, kind of cutting across everything. So, um, you know, he gave us everything he had with, with what he had today. And uh, obviously, I know Paul is the competitor. Um you know, wanted to do more, uh, but, uh, you know, he just didn't have his stuff today. Um, given the start to the season that he had, um, is this kind of a stretch that you view as something that pitchers kind of go through over the year and something that you feel like he can climb out of? Yeah, I, I think, you know, guys do go through these stretches during the course of the year uh, where they lose mechanics, uh, where they just have tough games. Um, you know, in Paul's case, uh, he's had a few tough starts. Um, but uh, it's a long year, and you know, again, this is his first time in a rotation for a full season, uh, and we're seeing some of the ups and downs of, you know, being a young starting pitcher that's that's still, 
still trying to you know go out and and uh, and understand how to do it every fifth day um, and and have success that way. Yes. What can you say about the performance of McKay? You know, at the end he gave you a few hours, which was you needed in that game with a big score. Yeah, you know, he did. Uh, McKay came in <clears throat> in a tough spot. Um, you know, was able to to give us some length uh, today, and uh, you know that's the first time I've seen him throw live. So uh, decent mix and a strike thrower. Uh, you know, it just seemed like today in that game, uh, Rangers in terms of their offense, uh, they squared balls up. They should square up that were over the middle of the plate, and uh, when we executed a good pitch, it seemed like it, it found a hole. Uh, and sometimes you have those days uh, where you know the offense. Uh, just seems to find holes on good pitches, and, and that's kind of how it felt today. Yeah, it, uh, it was the mood on the bench. You're losing 11-1, and at the end it ends 11-8. It has to be a you know big impulse looking forward to the Astros. Yeah, well, being down 10 nothing going into the bottom of the fifth, uh, you know we could have folded up 10th there and, and kind of just gone home. Um, again, it shows the character of this club. Um, they continued to take good at bats and uh, and made it a baseball game at least made it exciting um, you know and uh, you know, they didn't quit they, they kept fighting uh, Perez has had a few good starts here um, against you guys this year it, was there anything that he was doing today that was different than maybe the first two that you could see well today he dominated the inner third um, against our righties he and when I say dominated he painted a black edge and two to three balls off. And if you're consistently pounding that inside edge and, and uh, expanding it, you got some pitches in there, which makes it really hard um, on our hitters to uh, uh, you know, lay off what we want to do, uh, which is you know, get the ball out over. And he just didn't get very much out over. So uh, he showed his, his stuff today and uh, why he's you know, one of the best lefties right now in the game. And uh, was taking um, Elvis and Ramon out at that point just to get them some extra rest, try to get extra rest? Yeah, you know, I mean, you look at you know, how many games these guys play and, and, and the workload, the effort level. Uh, they play the game hard. Uh, for me, you know, there in that situation, um, you know, we're down 10 runs in the, in the seventh inning, going in the seventh inning. So it's an opportunity to get them, you know, maybe a few innings off before this next series. Uh, and the guys that came in ended up getting some hits and uh, you know providing some momentum. So, more following up that, you do have some off days coming up, and Paul has struggled some lately. Is is there any chance you might skip him in a turn? You let him kind of reset, so to speak. You know, we'll evaluate it, but I think you know ultimately getting him back out on that mound again uh, is what we want to do, and uh, correcting you know the mechanic. Uh, that he's fighting right now and, uh, and and get Paul back out there. One more for you. Mm -hmm. Last time the A's hit three consecutive home runs was 2006. That's April right. 15th. You remember it? Uh, it was brought to my attention, yes, by um, Mr. Mark Ling. So um, 2006, Frank Thomas, uh, Eric Chavez, and Milton Bradley. Uh, I assume, I, I just got to tell you, I, I had to be on base for that. So, um, you know. Um, yeah, uh, probably not for the last two. Yes. So, uh, but no, the, the, the guys uh, took some good swings there in the ninth inning, um, and uh, it was good to see. The energy was good, and uh, you know they provided a little bit of excitement at the end of the game. Did you? Oh, oh sorry. No problem. Did you see? Uh, do you think that rust had anything to do with Paul's tough start today, or was it just not as not his day? 
No, again, I, I refer to just him fighting his mechanics today, um, you know, and, and uh, again, we'll, we'll get in there and, and take a look at things and make the adjustments necessary. I have the golden question. How do you pronounce Eric Chavez? Is it Chavez, Chavez? Uh, that's a good question. Let me see what... Because if Mark Kotze, his former teammate, says Chavez, you pay attention to that. It's Chavez. Chavez. It? Chavez, yeah. Cool. I'm going to pronounce it incorrectly by the end of the show. So, like what Kotze said, you know, they continue to take good at bats. There was momentum. I will... Until I roll over in my grave... It'll be a cute one, though, like a cute little inspirational quote. Um, but they didn't quit, and I love when a guy comes off the bench and comes through clutch. Um, they kept fighting. I hate losses like this, Cody, because it'll go in the scorebook as an L. But, you know, I think about – and I was actually talking to Vimeo Machine about this the other day. You know that hit that happened when he – the lodged ball? Yeah. He's like, yeah, it should have been two RBI, but it was one. But they're not going to look at that. You can't explain yourself. Yeah. Like, this shouldn't have been a loss, I promise. But the baseball reference page is going to say X, Y, and Z. But that was one of the better clutch performances at the plate that I've seen from this team all season. Yeah, and, and they've learned this. I think, you know, they've learned – we've seen this for years, what the team did under Bob Melvin, and now with Mark Kotze, they fight to the very end. And, okay, so Kotze brought it up in the postgame, and I looked it up because this is what I do. Uh, Kotze, incorrect. He <gasps> did score on a home run. But Nick Swisher earlier in that game hit a home run in the bottom of the fifth inning of Vicente Padilla. He scored on that one. Then the back-to-back-to-back was also off of Vicente Padilla on April 15th, 2006. So Kotze did score a run on a home run. So that was on Jackie Robinson Day, right? Uh, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, so they would have uh, – he would have scored a run, but it was on the Nick Swisher home run. He mentioned Martin Perez. It has three starts this year. He's won and over the A's, but the Rangers are 3-0. In 20 innings pitch, he's allowed two runs. And he has a 17 – he's won 17 straight starts. Well, he's undefeated in 17 straight starts. He's, yeah. And so after losing his first two he's starts – He's stud. In the, yeah, and that's why, he was, that's why Perez was an all-star. You know, the, the, the day he found out he was an all-star, he proposed to his longtime girlfriend. Yeah, that which is, is cool. dope day. That was a great day. Yeah. Um, but the good news is it doesn't look like they're anticipating they're, they're going to skip a rotation start for Paul Blackburn. They did say they're going to evaluate it, which is kind of to save face, just just to never know what could happen. But they do believe getting him back out there again is what's best for him. And he even said it himself, I don't need to skip an outing. I mean, that's you know what he's going to say and everything like that. So that will be good to pay attention to. Um, every All-Star struggles a little bit. His struggles are a little bit more intense, more in-depth than we need to figure out. But I really just think the Rangers did their homework on him, and he's struggling a little bit in those aspects. And we'll see how he does perform on the road. Maybe it's this anomaly between just have Cole pitch all the home games and Pauly B be on the road all the time, that type of stuff. We'll see. Um, we're going to take another break, and we return more stuff. Um, but we will be back in a little bit as A's Clubhouse show continues. Now batting, Xfinity Internet. It's made to do anything, so you can do anything. Supercharge your home with incredibly fast and powerful supersonic Wi-Fi. With three times more bandwidth, it covers all the bases and then some. And strike out billions of threats with advanced security that helps keep you safe at home and on the go. If you're keeping score, that's Internet that does it all. That's unbeatable Internet from Xfinity, proud partner of the Oakland Athletics. Restrictions apply, not available in all areas. 
This is Chris Townsend for the Chicken Pie Shop of Walnut Creek. Great news! Our indoor dining is back, along with our beautiful patio dining. Come taste our world-famous chicken pie that has been served in Southern California for 83 years. The Chicken Pie Shop of Walnut Creek has one of the most dynamic menus, plus a full bar. Pot pies, gourmet burgers, sandwiches, salads, flatbreads, and more. Don't forget, we still do takeout and delivery. For all the information, go to chickenpieshopwc.com. That's chickenpieshopwc.com. Who's feeling pretty good about the car they drive right now? Ask anyone who owns a Honda. I love my Honda CRV. I'd recommend a Honda to anybody. Pricing? I mean, for what you get, it's amazing. According to JD Power, Honda is the number one brand for residual value. New Hondas are arriving daily. See your NorCal Honda dealer today. Based on JD Power US ALG 36 month residual value forecast for 2022 mainstream models. For JD Power 2022 award info, visit jdpower.com/awards. Visit norcalhondadealers.com. Innovation that's at the heart of Cal State East Bay. Like at our Green Biome Institute, where faculty and students map genes from California's endangered plants. Or how we open doors for local entrepreneurs at our Small Business Development Center. From educators to nurses to STEM professionals, Cal State East Bay has real impact throughout the region's neighborhoods, boardrooms, and entire economy. Be part of the innovation. Connect with Cal State East Bay at csueastbay.edu slash impact. Some things just go together. Peanut butter and jelly, cookies and milk, Oakland and Kaiser Permanente. If that last one caught you off guard, it shouldn't, because Kaiser Permanente has been helping keep Oakland healthy since our very beginning. And as the official healthcare partner of the Oakland A's, that won't be changing anytime soon. Whatever you may need, you can trust Kaiser Permanente to help keep you feeling your best. Kaiser Permanente, thrive. Visit kp.org today. Here are some easy tips to get the most out of a time of use rate plan. Number one, during peak times, get your dishes loaded and your clothes ready to wash or dry. Then wait until off peak times to press the start button. Number two, run your AC during off peak hours, then nudge it up to 78 degrees when peak hours begin. Number three, one of the easiest ways to conserve energy is by turning off appliances, televisions, and lights. To see more easy tips, visit pge.com slash touinfo. Hey, Billy, this deck is great for getting everyone together. Thanks. We're really enjoying the outdoor space, especially on a day like today. What's the material? Humboldt Redwood from Ashby Lumber. They gave us a great deal, provided us with a quick quote, and we couldn't be happier. We even found a great contractor through their online contractor directory. Don't miss a day outdoors. Visit Ashby Lumber in Berkeley or Concord to see our stock of naturally strong, naturally beautiful Humboldt Redwood. Find out more at ashbylumber.com. For all your building needs, Ashby Lumber. Your loan personalized. Whether you're planning your next vacation, backyard landscaping, or even consolidating debt, First United Credit Union can help you check off your to-do list with rates as low as 5.9% APR. Apply online or at any of their East Bay branches. Visit firstunitedcu.org forward slash athletics for details. Insured by NCUA. This is a Reese's Peanut Butter Cup sound experiment. We're looking to find the perfect way to hear Reese's so you'll buy more of them. Here we go. Reese's. 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 Hey, get out of here, you little stinker. Reese's. 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 Peanut butter cups. 
That, that breathy one sounded very creepy, am I right? Where did I put that? Pete's property manager just took an extended vacation. He, he needs a replacement before this becomes a cruel summer. Oh, you wanted the lakefront for the 17th. How did this get double booked already? Indeed can help him hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. We instantly connect you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description. Earn up to $500 in sponsored job credits by conducting interviews on Indeed. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. Terms and conditions apply. Chavez leads off for the A's bottom of the sixth. It's 4-2 Texas. This is our U.S. Bank back-to-back cash back inning. 15th of April, 06, our contestant is uh, Violet Demova of Danville. Chavi's 0 for 2, Padilla delivers, it's ripped to right, Matthews going back, looking up, it is gone! It's home run derby suddenly out here. A leadoff shot to right field off the facade of the bleachers, and dead right by Chavez, his sixth of the year, 4-3 to three, Texas. All of a sudden, it's bombs away. It's like we're in Arlington. Yeah. No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, in the uh, bottom of the fifth, the A's took the lead 2-1 to one on Swisher's two-run homer. The Rangers answered back in the top of this sixth inning, the three-run shot by Nevin. Lead-off blast by Chavez. The big hurt. Way back. Left field. Back on it, Wilkerson. He's going to watch. Tie ball game. Thomas and Violet D-I-M-O-V-A of Danville, $5,000 richer. And here's a drive to deep right. Bradley has hit a home run to right up on the steps. Three in a row for the Athletics in the sixth inning, and it's five to four A's. Mark Connor went to the mound, the pitching coach. And before he could take a seat in the dugout, the first pitch that Bradley sees is hit to right field up on the steps, and now it's five to four. Back to back to back. Got a contest for that? Don't have a contest for that. You're listening to the A's Clubhouse Show. That was a young Ken Korak and Vince Catroni on that call, April 15, 2006 against the Texas Rangers. A's won the game 5-4. Here's who started the game for the A's in that, uh, that day. That'd be Rich Harden, who went to 2-0. Vicente Ooh. Padilla was the losing pitcher for the Rangers, who gave up the four home runs, and who closed out the game for the A's. Oh, I don't know. It'd be the great Houston Street. Oh, Houston, the only A's jersey I own. And you know what? A fun fact about Rich Harden, I once threw a ceremonial first pitch for the Stockton Ports. And Rich Harden followed me to throw a ceremonial. That's a, that's a star-sided. Was Alex Jensen there? No, it was, it was Bay Rudy. Oh, okay. This is before Alex Jensen brought down the Ports broadcast. Okay. So that game, 5-4, they win. That's the last time they used to back-to-back to back home runs before today when we saw it in the ninth inning between Murphy Pinder and Tony Kemp. The A's bullpen saved the day pretty much after Paul Blackburn exited after giving up the Tenor and runs, unfortunately. The bullpen today came in four and two-thirds. They allowed one run. That was David McKay, who was the 50th player to pitch in, or to appear in the game this year for the A's. He pitched well. He gave up the one earned run. And then Austin Pruitt came in, and he pitched well uh, also. So the A's bullpen in this month, in the month of July, they're four and two with a 2.97 ERA and 72 with two-thirds 
innings pitch where the bullpen has been kind of the, I wouldn't say the Achilles heel. They were they struggled for a bit, but there's a lot of young guys in this bullpen like a Zach Jackson and A.J. Puck. Um, I mean, when I'm saying young, I'm not talking about the age. I'm talking about overall. Domingo Acevedo, a lot of these guys don't have a lot of major league experience, and they're coming in today. David McKay's on like his fourth or fifth team this year already, um, and they, they kept the A's in the game, and then the offense powered back with the seven runs in the last two innings. You got to be proud if you're watching a young team that's growing for for the rest of the year and next year if you're Marcotte in uh, the front office. Yeah, you know, I was actually had a lot of money banked on Domingo Acevedo and heading into this season, and I think he's evened himself out as time went on. And you know, getting out of that really insane scenario, I think the bases were loaded yesterday, and he had ice in his veins and came out of it. It was a double play that occurred, and then we obviously talked about Sam Mole. He was. And by my all-star select, it was like I casually mentioned it in the press box once. Sammy Spinrate, it's Vince, Vince Catronio calls him now. Yeah. And I'm stealing know, it from Vince, but Vince started it. And, a, you know, a low-key guy that deserves some recognition. And, you know, you mentioned Austin Pruitt, uh, uh, A.J. Puck, despite some shaky innings, you know, did earn his first career save this week. Um, and, and that's been fun to watch, especially after he was, you know, stretched out to be a starter. And he would, yeah. came up in the ranks with Jesus Lazardo, two of the top left-handed pitching prospects for a while. And, you know, riddled with injury. L- luckily, nothing too insane that would make him go be done with his career or anything like that. But added some mass onto his body in the offseason uh, thanks to Homer Bailey. Oh, that's uh, Homer Bailey of two no-hitter fame, right? And he has two no-hitters? Two, or is it one? I know he threw one against the Pirates, but I think I thought he did. He another did one. throw at least one. That's and he a, was a A's former. Legend. He's A's, an legend. A's legend, and I believe we picked him up again in the off season. Correct. With, uh, on a minor league deal, but he actually Puck reached out to Homer Bailey to get some nutritional info to gain some of that weight. So it's been good to see him, and you know we're still. I think despite what Adam or David McKay did today. Um, We've seen some of his numbers, and you did mention his AAA stuff. Like his numbers did balloon. There's something there that they see in him, and that's not just him. You know, the Yankees had him at one point. The, the Rays. The Rays did. So the Rays make every reliever good. These are not reliever type of – or these are not organizations who would take a guy on if he wasn't good in some aspects. And I think that there was a strikeout to uh, walk ratio that they really, really liked. So maybe we're just waiting for that to come up, but you're right. I'm, I think the better the bullpen gets, the more successful this team is. And, you know, we've always been spoiled. I know we had a, the best ERA, and we shared, like, the top three ERAs last season with the Dodgers and the Rays. And actually it was the, the year previously when they both made it to the World Series, and we had a just as strong of a bullpen ERA as those two teams. So that's saying something, and obviously we were spoiled with the Liam Hendrickses of the world. But, yeah. But, That's a huge part of any team's success. Yeah, and, and the the knock on the A's bullpen for years, the last few years, has been the velocity. And you got guys out there now that throw hard. Zach Jackson, Danny Jimenez, when he comes back, Lou Trevino throws hard, A.J. Puck throws hard, uh, Tapia, when he was up here, threw hard. They have guys, they have velocity in that, in that bullpen that's something that's been lacking for the last few years where you watch the Rays and you watch the Dodgers who develop these nameless, faceless relievers and they're elite. A Peter Fairbanks who came on the scene for the Rays in 2020. The, the Dodgers seem like they have a different guy every single year. Alex Vesia, the kid from Cal State, Cal State East Bay. Like they, they have so many of these guys that you never think of that are, that are good, and hopefully that's what the A's are starting to do with their bullpen with a lot of the guys like Zach Jackson who got his second save. He leads the American League in holds, which I mentioned yesterday on the A's Clubhouse show. He's, he's been a revelation. Ever since the rough, the rough patch for the bullpen, they've all been a lot better. Um, you know, besides maybe Domingo uh, or um, 
Domingo Tapia, who's now down in AAA again. But that guy uh, has insane velocity. Yeah, that's if yeah. he figures that out. I know his agent well, and he's like, we just need to figure out that command. Yeah, and well, he was a waiver claim from the Royals. I mm-hmm. want to say, if he could figure that out, you got another guy with velocity in the bullpen where everyone has velocity now, and that's something like I said, the A's have been lacking. Everybody in. has velocity. We got Cole Irvin and Polly B. Yeah, that's uh, right. Frankie throws hard. Cap, well, I know, but caps mid nineties. I'm just saying it's it's very unique to see more than one guy who's known for his specialty pitches in a rotation. Yeah, Jared Kenning's one too. He doesn't yeah. go very hard. Yeah, um, he just has the good off speed stuff. Uh, today was the Hall of Fame, and I'll give you the names name of the players that won in today. This is uh, pretty star studded. You got uh, you got Gil Hodges, mm. former Dodgers player and manager. You got Jim Cott, who I mentioned earlier. You got Minnie Minoso, who I believe played with Tony Larusa, and then Tony Larusa managed him also. That's how long Minnie was in the game, and they came back later in his career. Tony Oliva, who played for the Twins with Jim Cott, uh, they they were those Twins teams were unbelievable. Bud Fowler and Buck O'Neill, and of course David Ortiz, and we have actually some sound from David Ortiz, who was the the headliner of the the uh, class this year. Let's hear what David Ortiz had to say about uh, reflecting on his last day he played for the Boston Red Sox. When I think about Boston, I also think about the last game I played. Standing on that field at Fenway Park, it feels like the whole city of New England and each one and every one of you was surrounding me and was showing me all you love. I will always be Boston, and I will always be there for you, Boston. I love you, Boston. Poppy's Big Poppy is one of the most clutch postseason performers you'll ever see. I'm pulling up his postseason stats right now. And in his postseason career, in 304 bats, he had 17 home runs, drove in 60 run, 61 runs, hit 289, and had a 947 OPS in the playoffs. That's incredible for a guy that was cut by the Twins and mm-hmm. the Red Sox picked him up and he became a Hall of Famer. Ten-time All-Star, home run derby champion, three-time World Series champion. Seven-time Silver Slugger, World Series MVP, and Ace and an uh, American League Championship Series MVP. Then this class was very, very special. Tony Oliva getting in, uh, Jim Codd getting in. These are guys that are Buck O'Neill, Bud Fowler. They these they all should have been in before. And there's a lot of guys on that list that keep growing. Uh, Dwayne Murphy or not Dwayne Murphy? Um, uh, why am I blanking? Dale Murphy should be in the Hall of Fame. There's a lot of guys I can go on. Tony and I do this forever about the Hall of Fame, and I think that. There's a lot of guys that are missing out, and there's a lot of uh, Negro League players who should be in yeah. the Hall of Fame. And the the, uh, the Hall is finally honoring these guys more and more, and I'm glad to see it because I wanted to ask you, have you ever been to the Hall of Fame in Cooperstown? I actually have not. Do you ever day. plan on going? I have. I mean, of course, I want to so bad. And I feel like now that I'm actually in it, I'm literally covering guys that will be in the Hall of Fame one day. You know what I mean? So it's really cool to watch it from that point of view and – I think as time goes on, I'll have more reasons to. Uh, maybe Bo Mel will he be, will he be a Hall of Famer? Yeah, um, got to win that World Series. I want to let's see. Uh, Dusty Dusty Baker is going to get in. He might never win a World Series, although the Astros are playing extremely well yet again. I think they're the best team in baseball right now. They've won five straight, swept the Mariners. Um, but he he's going to get in. Bruce Bochy is going to get in. But yeah. the next crop of managers that are going right now, I think I think Bob's at the top of the list probably. If you look at the managers currently going around baseball, there's other guys that. You know, you could think about that might be on the, you know, if Joe Madden had a, maybe had a little more success in Anaheim with what he did with the Cubs and the Rays. Could be a guy that we go, but I think Bob has, if he can win a World Series and get a couple more wins under his belt, which he has a really good young team in San Diego, I think he'll be able to. But 
Um, the Hall of Fame is special. I've been there when I was 10. I was actually 9 going on 10. It was 1998. So it was right after McGuire and Sosa in the oh. home run race. So it was awesome. Like growing up in Western PA, it, wasn't, it was only like a four-hour drive to Cooperstown. So my dad, who doesn't really watch sports, doesn't really know a lot about baseball, he took my, me and my sister and my mom went, and we had a great time there. And I plan on going back in a few years when uh, my favorite player of all time, uh, Ichiro Suzuki, goes into the Hall yeah. of Fame. It's going to be awesome. I think CC will probably get in the same time, so that's going to be a good class with those two guys and then whatever um, era committee players get in. Will we see Bonds and McGuire or Bonds and, and um, A-Rod and Clemens? Like, these guys should be in the Hall of Fame. I'd leave the steroid stuff out. Like, seven-time Cy Young winner Roger Clemens should be in. Seven-time MVP, even though if he did single-handedly ruin baseball in Pittsburgh for 20 years for me. Barry Bonds should be in the Hall of Fame. I agree. A-Rod, for whatever he did, I know he cheated twice, but he's still one of the greatest shortstops of all time when it comes to hitting. Should be in the Hall of Fame. I agree. And what do you think about the controversy of, and I'm going to bring you back to David Ortiz, and after I get this from you, I want to talk to you more about him, um, the controversy of Ortiz, who was linked to steroids, got in the Hall because he was nicer to the media. Yeah, I hate that. I know it's a part of the – the voting process of how a guy, how players are towards the media. Um, I kind of, I kind of dislike that. Like if mm-hmm. I'm sorry, but like what we saw with Nick Castellanos yesterday with the, the reporter, I think the reporter was way out of line by saying it's not a stupid question and going at him. Um, if you but, haven't seen but it, I think if Nick Castellanos was on a ballot and that reporter took a step back and said, even though he was a butthead to me, he deserves this. Yeah. There, there's going to be guys look with Jeter. There was one voter. Well, I don't, I don't get how Jeter would have been. would have been the only, the first ever unanimous player. Not because Mariano Rivera is the only unanimous ever pitcher and player to go in. Jeter being the first unanimous player over guys like Ken Griffey Jr., Hank Aaron, but Babe Ruth is asinine to me. I agree. But there was one guy that didn't vote for him, and it's probably because he didn't like something Jeter said or he didn't give him the scoop. Or my theory was of someone in South Florida who didn't like Jeter because of what he was doing with the Marlins, and he got rid of you know Andre Doss and the Hawk and um, all the, the legendary scouts they had there, and they probably didn't like that, but. I just think that Ortiz getting in is going to open the door a little bit more. There's guys who have kind of been linked to steroids, like a Jeff Bagwell, but he got in. Uh, now Ortiz is in. I think it opens the door a little bit more for A-Rod and for Bonds and Clemens, although they're going to be on the era committees now. Um, A-Rod's got nine more years. Mm-hmm. He'll be fine. I'm sure he's going to get in. I know people don't want him to get in because of his personality and how he was. He's still one of the greatest players I've ever seen with my own two eyes play at the shortstop and third base position, even if he had him with the third because of Derek Jeter. You are correct. We could talk about this forever. And I will say Ortiz is one of the reasons why I can shut people up about saying that I do like the universal DH because we would extend that career, not just of him, but everybody else. And I want to talk about this part of a, a speech that he said, quote, when you believe in someone, you can change their world. I thought that was so beautiful and dope. Yeah. I mean, again, like the twins didn't believe in him and they got rid of him and he went to Boston. And, and if you just go back and look at the numbers he put up, in Boston, here, here's his first couple of years in Minnesota. Uh, one home run, nine home runs, zero home runs. And then his his last year in Minnesota, it's 20 home runs. Then his first year in Boston, 31 home runs, 41, 47, 54. The guy was a, was the mainstay in that Red Sox lineup from 03 on. We know what he did in the 04 playoffs when the Red Sox came back from the 3 nothing deficit against the Yankees. Yes, they had Manny Ramirez, who might be the greatest right-handed hitter that we that I've seen and you know we've seen play. Um, he's probably not going to get in the Hall of Fame, but he was a great player. The Red Sox, what David Ortiz for the Red Sox was great. I mentioned the other the other guys uh, who are well were, uh, worthy um, in Shrinies today as well. You know, Tim Kirchner went in, someone that I don't know how well you know him, but I've interacted with him before. He's one of the greatest people I've ever interacted Aww. with. Tim is 
Uh, all, his love for the game of baseball is special, and I'm glad he finally got in. But uh, I'm looking forward to the dirt. I look for the look forward to the Hall of Fame uh, ceremony every single year, and I can't wait to be there for whenever I get to see Ichiro and hopefully CC Sabathia uh, go into the Hall of Fame. Uh, let's take a look at our out of town scoreboard, brought to you by Mechanics Bank and. Well, as we know, the A's fell to the Rangers 11-8. So the A's are now the second still remain one of two teams in the American League to not have a sweep yet this year. The other, the Kansas City Royals. The Cubs took down the Phillies 4-3. The Blue Jays 8-4 over the Red Sox. The Blue Jays scored 40 runs in this series. That's the most they've ever scored in a series uh, in their in the entire history, which is incredible because they scored 28 runs in the first game. And the Red Sox are really, really faltering right now. Uh, the Angels finally saved the game. They won 9-1 over the Braves. They had the second-worst record since June 29th behind only the Nationals in baseball uh, since June 29th. Marlins over the Pirates, 6-5. Yankees, 6 nothing over the Orioles. They're now a game under 500, but the Orioles are still right there. The Reds over the Cardinals, 6-3. The big news out of St. Louis is that Nolan Arenado and Paul Goldschmidt won't be playing in Toronto in their upcoming series because of vaccination issues. Uh, Twins over the Tigers, 9-1. The Royals over the Rays, 4-2. White Sox over the Guardians, 6-3. Dylan Cease got his fourth win. The loser in that game, Shane Bieber. No relation to Justin. (laughs) Milwaukee, 10-9 over the Rockies. Josh Hader got his 28th save. Good to see he bounced back after that rough outing in San Francisco a few uh, weeks ago. Nationals 4-3 over the D-backs. They're now 3-17 and since June 29th. That's not good. Astros, fifth straight win. They're 8-5 win over the Mariners. And the Dodgers swept the Giants with Evan Phillips getting the win. He's been another revelation for the Dodgers in their bullpen. They won 7-4. Boom. Love that. Now it's time to see what's on deck presented by Ashby Lumber. Ashby Lumber for all your building and remodeling needs. Learn more at ashbylumber.com. Tomorrow, the A's begin a three-game series against the Astros. 640 is first pitch with the probable starters being Adam Aller versus Jake Odorizzi. On the show, Uncle Townie, Chris Townsend, is back. He'll be on the field with A's cast coverage beginning at 4 p.m. We have Jeff Blum, formerly of the Astros, now on the broadcast team. A's 2022 number 56 overall draft pick, Palo Alto's own Henry Bolte. Both of those guys will be joining the show. Pre-game coverage for the game begins at 5.40, also hosted by Townie. I'll be there in my usual slot, and Ken Korak will be joined by A's manager Mark Kotze. Cody, my friend, it has been interesting. Yeah, I mean, two days in a row, third time. We're now one and two on the broadcast. We are. So uh, we'll keep going. The A's are now 10 and 10 in July. They see one more win, and that'll be the winningest month they've had all year. So positive steps in the right direction, especially after the the last two innings today. So I'm looking forward to doing more of these with you. Yeah, hopefully they can build off those moment, that momentum. And, you know, the A's like to be a little bit of a thorn in the side of the Astros. It's been a blast this weekend with you. Robert, I know you are listening. You are an angel. We do not deserve you. Not an Anaheim angel, an actual angel. Thank you all so much for tuning into A's Clubhouse show. Have a great night. The Coliseum has gone by many names, but none better than The Last Dive Bar. Hi, everyone. Ken Korak here, and my friends at Last Dive Bar are helping us celebrate our longtime home. Last Dive Bar has the most unique merchandise for all Oakland baseball fans. T-shirts, sweatshirts, the Ray Fossey line, and my personal favorite, the lights have taken full effect. Visit their website at lastdivebar.com or follow them on social media at Last Dive Bar. All proceeds are invested back into the A's Community Fund and their affiliated charities. Go to lastdivebar.com. That's Last Dive Bar. 
walmart.com. Humanity has accomplished a whole lot so far. We created penicillin, the automobile, and the internet. Not to mention drones, duct tape, and the hot dog. It's all thanks to the power of human connections. And Ring Central's here to make that even easier, more seamlessly and securely, on a platform built to grow your business. Say hello to a whole new way to say hello. Visit ringcentral.com and say hello to possibilities. Ring Central. Message, video, phone, together. Progressive knows that most people don't get to experience making a game-winning touchdown or a walk-off home run. So we're going to talk to you like you did something great so you can bask in the glory. No way. Is it really you? You're the one who bundled their home, auto, RV, and other vehicles with Progressive, right? Hold on. Let me grab my friends. Hey, guys, check it out. It's the one who saved the money. If you can't bask in sports glory, at least you can bask in the glory of saving money when you bundle your home and other vehicles with Progressive. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers. Discounts not available in all states or situations. The A's are back, and you won't want to miss this epic matchup. The A's host the Giants in the Bay Bridge Series, presented by Gilead Sciences at the Coliseum August 6th and 7th. 3-2 runner goes, swing and a miss, and down goes Estrada and the Giants in the 7th. Catch some summer vibes and get your tickets to see the Athletics take on the Giants at the Coliseum. Pack your sunscreen and shades and bring your friends or family out to the ballpark for the Bay Bridge Series. Tickets are selling quickly. Get your tickets today at athletics.com slash tickets. August 6th is International Trading Card Day and Topps wants to celebrate with you. Visit your participating local hobby shop where you will receive a free pack of cards plus a special card if you purchase $10 or more of Topps products while supplies last. Post your packs on social media using the hashtag TOPSITCD and follow along with at Topps. Visit Topps.com for more information. They say to never mess with the classics, but Panera did just that and more with our new Chef's Chicken Sandwiches. By using pan-seared chicken, our secret garlic aioli recipe, Parmesan crisps, and pickle chips, all on a buttery brioche roll. Because if no one messed with the classics, you'd never have a chicken sandwich this good. New Chef's Chicken Sandwiches from Panera. Only $1 delivery fee when you order on our app. Restrictions apply. For details, visit PaneraBread.com slash delivery info. This has been the A's Clubhouse Show. Raleigh sets up outside. It's on the way. And it's hit the deep left. Right down the line. If it's fair, it's got a chance. And it is gone. Elvis has tied it up. Swung on it, belted. Deep left field. Solak takes a look. And out it goes for Steven Piscotti. A bomb over the out-of-town scoreboard. Jumps the A's ahead 2-0. Be sure to visit athletics.com slash A's cast for exclusive content, including pre- and post-game for every game. 2-2 pitch. Swing and a miss. Blew it by him at 95, and Zach Jackson strikes out the side. Thank you for joining this exclusive presentation of A's Baseball. 